Hello, everyone. I'm Holly Pennebaker, and you're listening to a new episode of HCI's 9 to Thrive HR. This podcast features experts and practitioners in the field of HR and brings their knowledge of the most pressing issues facing talent management straight to you. We talk about current industry problems, but most importantly, solutions you can use in your own organizations. Take learning and development, for example. Today, you must have the right strategies put in place to identify and help the leaders who will drive engagement, teamwork, and new ideas, which are all essential to your organization's success. But nobody said it'd be easy. Creating a culture that supports your goals can be a bit daunting. The sooner you put people first and figure out the right system to nurture your people, the sooner you'll become unstoppable as a collective team. Here to talk about the how behind this idea is Ginger Hardage. Ginger is the former Senior Vice President of Culture and Communication at Southwest Airlines. She recently retired after some 25 years of leading a team of 150 people. She was responsible for building and sustaining the organization's legendary culture and communications enterprise. Throughout her career, Ginger has received countless awards and honors, including the PR Week Top 50 Power List, PR Week 50 Most Powerful Women in Public Relations, Texas Most Powerful and Influential Women, and Legendary Communicator by Southern Methodist University in 2007. Ginger was inducted into the Public Relations Hall of Fame in 2015, received the Legacy Award from the Planck Center for Leadership in 2016, and was selected for the James C. Bowling Executive-in-Residence Lecture Series at the University of Kentucky in 2005. HCI is thrilled to have Ginger deliver much more on this topic at HCI's Learning and Leadership Development Conference, which is set for September 26th through the 28th in Chicago. So welcome, Ginger. Great, Holly. It's wonderful to be with you and all of your listeners. Uh, It's my pleasure. So to start off, we'd like to know more about how much of a factor an organizational culture plays in either attracting great talent or adversely affecting the retention rate. Do prospects really place that much emphasis on culture? Well, Holly, let's start with that last question first. And I think in today's employment environment, employees are really looking for the right combination. They want they want everything. They want the job fit. They want compensation, upward mobility, and the right work environment. So I think we see that based on the sites uh, that are popular like Glassdoor. So to answer that question, I'd say yes. Employees really do place that much emphasis on culture, and culture is king when um, employees are looking at their next job move. And, you know, now there's so much more insight that employees can have into companies before they're joining it, more than ever before. You know, in past decades, you actually, you kind of had to know someone inside a company to get a feel for an organization. Um, While that still helps, uh, today there's incredible transparency about what it's like to work at um, particular organizations. So the way a company behaves on the inside is going to find its way to the outside. So employers who don't think that culture matters 
are really going to be left behind when they're trying to create the best types of work environment. So back to your one of your original questions, which was about uh, the correlation between culture and retention rate. Uh, there's a strong correlation because in some industries, uh, the turnover rate of hourly workers can be as much as 50% in the first 120 days. And I don't think that's the situation any of us want. That's an incredible drain on, on an organization from a standpoint of training dollars, management time, finding that right cultural fit for both the employees and the employer really is critical. So at Southwest Airlines, uh, the voluntary turnover rate was only 2%. So that really speaks to the long-term benefit of finding the right cultural fit for both the employer and the employee up front that really makes a difference. Great advice there to get us started off. And so if I put myself in the shoes of a prospect and I do want to know about what the culture's like before I get involved with it, um, what's the best way to find that information out? And then in turn, what should a company do as far as getting that message out there? I know you mentioned transparency as a thing, but do you have any knowledge there about that strategy? Well, for employers, um, and many employers are doing this, they are really focusing on the audience of their future employees, and they're building a strong employer brand. So how are they packaging that on many channels, on their website, on their social channels? Um, how are they looking at sites and working with sites like Glassdoor? How are they being proactive in truly managing their employer brand? Um, because I, most companies do a great job of managing their brand as it might relate to their customers or their communities. Um, and the best-in-class companies are also creating strong employer brands about how they're reaching out, explaining to prospective employees what they might expect inside that organization, what kind of training and learning is available, and just how much we can showcase that in a transparent way through all our social channels uh, and being as real as possible for our future employees. That's really important to set ourselves up as a strong employer brand. Yeah, great way to answer there. You know, you have to start somewhere. And of course, bringing that outside talent in is the first step before you're able to develop them. So let's move on to talking about that unstoppable culture. Um, how can we recreate this in our own organization? Well, unstoppable cultures are ones that really put their people first. So all cultures start with hiring. So as we just discussed, um, employers that are taking the time to find that right cultural fit are going to be the winners. You know, there's a book um, by a man named Mel Kleiman, and the title of it is Hire Tough So You Can Manage Easy. So not only is that a great title for a book, but it's an even better philosophy for hiring. And the example at Southwest Airlines during uh, one annual period, the company received 370,000 applications, uh, that many resumes for people to wanting to work um, at Southwest Airlines, 370,000. And of that, only 6,000 were hired, which means only 2% of the people who applied to work for Southwest were hired. So that is an example of hiring tough so you can manage easy. Because if you take the time up front 
to make sure you're bringing the right kind of people into the organization. You're going to set both yourself as an employer and that employee um, really up for success. So I think a lot of the members of your audience or people who are listening today are already experts at putting people first because they're focusing on giving um, those employees a right level of training and support so that they can in turn serve the customers. So great customer service doesn't start um, just with, with your customers. It starts with your employees. It starts with training them and your audience knows better than any other group of professionals the importance of really focusing on taking care of our employees, putting our people first, giving them a level of training where they can act like owners and truly serve our customers. So my hats are off to everyone um, that are in the, the training field, the HR field, because they know the significance of putting employees first in their organizations. Yeah, definitely hats off to those folks. They also know the work that comes along with it. And so if I think about a culture or a workplace that has a culture that maybe it needs some improvement or maybe it just needs a total revamp, you know, maybe it's values aren't what they need to be. Maybe they need to think about a new direction, whatever the above might be. There's always that point where you have to start. And so for our last question today, what is the top one action item you'd like to leave with us today? Well, um, Holly, let me start with a little background first. Um, as leaders, we know that what we do always trumps what we say. So whether we're a CEO, a small business owner, or a department head in a company, um, and whether we have only five employees or 5,000 employees, our employees are watching how we are modeling the values of our organizations. So um, I, and I just want to give you a, a story about that. When I first joined Southwest, I was asked to, um, in my onboarding, several uh, things that I was asked to do. And one of them was to go hear our founder, Herb Kelleher, speak at to a group of outsiders who were uh, coming into our organization for a meeting inside our company. And so by that time, Herb Kelleher was already an icon in, in business. And I expected to walk into the room and he's going to be, as, as the, at that time, as the CEO, uh, this was back in 1990, and I expected him to be standing there behind the podium, uh, ready to deliver his address. But no, I walk into the room, and here is uh, the founder of our company serving serving food. He is serving uh, the audience, and I find out that not enough uh, wait staff had shown up to help serve the audience. So here I am, a brand-new employee. I'm in my onboarding process. What do I do? I go grab two plates of food and help start serving uh, our guests as well. So that lesson forever stuck with me, that um, as leaders, people are watching what we do, and they're modeling our behavior. So to the extent that, I mean, he didn't, have, he didn't say a word. All he was doing was modeling the kind of behavior that was expected. So the action item I would leave behind with HR and training professionals is to instill that type of leadership modeling and awareness into leaders in their very early stages of their careers 
and that will set them up for success. So instilling that type of leadership modeling. And so as a bonus action item, I'll leave you with another one. Um, and that would be to advocate for including specific leadership expectations on performance appraisals. The most important would be how are leaders living the values of the organization and we are we holding them accountable in their performance appraisals. So our responsibility as leaders is to model the behaviors that we expect from our employees. And I think those two action items uh, would set our organizations up for success. It sounds like it goes back to that classic adage of lead by example. Would you agree? Absolutely. You said it very <laughs> concisely. And we have to do that, Holly. Um, and uh, if, you know, if we're not leading by example, how in the world do we expect our employees to exceed our expectations? We have to lead by example. Awesome. Well, thanks again for the second bonus action item. We're definitely lucky to have that extra knowledge from you. And we'll go ahead and let that take us to the end of today's episode. So Ginger, thank you so much for spending some time with us. Well, Holly, thank you. It's been a pleasure. I look forward to meeting as many people as possible um, at the event in Chicago in September. Um, but until then, I'd like to leave everybody with a gift. Um, we have something very special just for your listeners. Uh, and they can go to um, our website, unstoppablecultures.com backslash HCI and have a special gift that you can sign up for because um, I know you already have all leaders listening in and we'd just like to leave them with that one special gift. The good stuff just keeps on giving. Thank you so much, Ginger. And if you would like to hear more from Ginger, go ahead and join us this fall in Chicago by registering online for our upcoming event. You can head on over to hci.org. And be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed your time with us. You can find HCI on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on the YouTube channel HCI Talent. If you're listening on iTunes, please give us a rating. Your rating helps other professionals and talent-minded people discover the program. So for 9 to Thrive HR and all of us here at HCI, we appreciate you for tuning in and we'll see you next time.